0: 2022 CPAC sees the American moms take the front page, running for school boards all over the country.
1: Trevor Loudon shares his point of view of um, how Putin put off such a large-scale war against Ukraine.
0: Welcome to Win Kathy Show. I'm your host Wei Fang.
1: I'm Kathy Zhang.
0: All right. So as you can see, that we're not in our studio. We're in a hotel near the Orlando in Orlando, Florida, where the CPAC um, is is holding is holding. So actually, we have to report to you something very special. The day before, that Kathy went to Southern California and did a trucker trucker the People's Convoy uh, event. And what happened? What happened over there, Kat?
1: Yeah, because some of uh, you guys uh, wondered uh, why we didn't have a show on Wednesday, because on Wednesday in the morning, the people's convoy was... Um, oh, there's some echo. I don't know why. Apparently. Okay. okay. Yeah, and uh, me and the three of my coworkers our crew, we drove seven hours to Southern California to cover the launch of the People's Convoy. We did two hours of live coverage of the event. Many of you probably watched it. And you know what happened at the midnight on Wednesday? Uh, It's a Wednesday or Tuesday. Mm -hmm. It's a Tuesday. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. That's the 23rd, Mm -hmm. Wednesday. Sorry. Yeah. And in the midnight, I was told by my coworker that uh, the video of the live coverage of the convoy was taken off by YouTube, YouTube. and we our channel got a right uh, red strike which and told us that uh, we won't be able to do any live show or posting any videos even posting a message on community um, on community to let you guys know what happened we cannot post anything on the channel on YouTube for one week. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what happened. So today our show is only on Chat.
0: Yeah. So basically what Cathy did was there just ask question. It's, it was a fact reporting. And then now well,
1: besides now, the uh, interviews, you know, I we just uh, live streamed the whole event with their speeches.
0: Again, fact so. reporting as is. Okay. So it's just utter shame. Don't you agree? It's utter shame for a, for a journalist, professional journalist who try to do a professional job, do a fact reporting job, and now we are shadow, not a shadow ban. We are banned. We are banned.
1: Right uh, in front of our eyes. You yeah. may want, you know, you may ask, how do I feel? You know, I think uh, probably like just like you, not surprised, but still shocked. Mm-hmm. You know, I think. Uh, Especially with our background coming from communist China, this is how they do the self-censoring. They censor you, censor you first, make you scared, make you concerned, and then make you self self-censor. Yeah,
0: just remind you that uh, actually Wei Fang, I was a software engineer, back, you know, high tech background. I never thought about doing media, and the reason why I did the media is because of certain censorship in 1999. That was due to a persecution of uh, against a meditation exercise called Falun Gong, and I was censored by a U.S. Chinese American radio because of that. We founded and uh, created the largest Chinese public radio in this country. Okay, and then I would say this 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 ban, this strike was just utter shame, utter shame, and I. Think this will start our effort of really starting our own platform, and uh, you you know Safe Chat is one of them, which you are you are just, uh, watching right now. Fortunately, thanks to Safe we are still here and we can still be heard and we can still be seen. And uh, but from going forward from here, we will really really create a, a powerful platform that uh, will not um, you know just uh, let uh, YouTube to play such a such a shameful trick again against us.
1: Yeah, so, you know, I feel bad for our crews. They just didn't sleep. They drive. Two of them t- t- took turns to drive for seven hours nonstop until we went to the Southern California um, and Tlanto. Uh But um, anyhow, you know, it won't make us ourselves censored. Okay, and uh, we will just do our best to still report Uh, The most important um, news and the facts, present the facts to you and provide our in-depth analysis from our unique perspective. So, yeah, your uh, support is especially important to us right now and really encourage you to do anything that you could to support us, help us and to support the true journalism.
0: Really appreciate it and then darren our, our back end uh, uh staff if you heard this just posted the dropbox uh donation uh link there and we what we can count on is really your, your, your support okay and this will not scare us and we'll only try harder but we need just need your help um all right so that's that Let, let's switch into today's news actually let's let's first talk about a bit of good news right we are in the uh, orlando florida attending the cpac 2022 and here we're running to so many of our chinese audience uh, chinese viewers and the english viewers it is just a, you know it's, it's a very hard moving and a very how to say um pleasant experience when i run into people who watch us love us and uh yeah and follow us and um uh, yeah so so that, that's a great feeling i want to share with all of you
1: oh actually by the way um, while i was in atlanto california to cover the people's convoy i ran into our viewers
0: Oh, yeah, there one in the of trackers,
1: them, among the truckers? Uh, not the truckers, the supporters. Okay. Um, I remember one of them's um, Debbie, I think.
0: Debbie. Yeah, she was like hi, Debbie, if you're there.
1: Yeah, if you are there, and uh, we were just so excited to see her. She was really, really she was hugging me, you know, just so, t- you know, so touching to right. me. Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: So, so we got uh, also we got Sunny, we got uh, Shan Shan. If you are there, I want to say hello. We really run ran into, you know more than half a dozen people there who are our viewers, and so happy to see you guys. All right, so now let's move into the reporting of CPAC. Reporting of the CPAC. Okay, first, you know, every time we ask ourselves this big question. Okay, what is, how different is this CPAC from that of, you know, last year? So, Kathy, what do you think? What's okay, the,
1: yeah. yeah, a couple of points, because uh, actually, I was the one not really listening to all those speeches, but uh, uh, just uh, interview different guests. In the audience, attendees there. So, one thing, as we mentioned, uh, one thing is um, we met, met quite a few, quite a lot of uh, Chinese Americans, which to me, I feel especially special. Why? Because I've been covering CPAC for quite a few years. I think the earliest probably 2018 or maybe even earlier. But the first year I covered CPAC, virtually, I don't really remember seeing any. Like uh, Asian face, okay. I, I really don't remember. Like maybe you know the earth journalists, maybe, but uh, not even Chinese, like uh, Asian or Chinese journalists. A lot of there either. I will, I I might be only
0: the one or two of them. I'm but, about I'm about ten years ahead of uh, Kathy. Okay. Back in 2000, 2008. and uh, Mr. Lan Shu, he he's, a, he's a now pretty pretty well known Chinese. Uh, how to say commentator, and he and I we went to the CPAC. In Washington D.C., all right. Let me tell you how many Chinese I see over there. How many Asians I see over there. We we'll see two. One, one person's name is Lan Shu, another is Wei Fang. So, so that that was our experience.
1: Yeah. But, so this year, especially this year, okay, I just see so many uh, Asian Americans, Chinese Americans as well. Um, one thing I wanted to mention, you know, for the Korean uh, Koreans, they do have the Korean CPAC. Uh, in recent few years and also the Japanese, uh, CPAC, right. but they, um, the first year when I covered the CPAC, there's, they are not there. Mm-hmm. Okay. So by this year, more grassroots Chinese Americans attendees, yeah. we saw quite a few of them and many of them are our viewers also from our Chinese channel. Okay. Mm-hmm. The viewers of our Chinese channel. So that's one thing. The second thing is more general, like in a more general wide, um, uh, speaking, is that uh, I think one issue really stood out is the school board, mm. the parents, the moms, they're really, really coming out now. Since, you know, uh, often just uh, people ask me, oh, who, you know, which media you with, where are you from? And I once I said, I'm from San Francisco, you know, everyone would mention, almost everyone would mention, oh, you have the school board, the three school Uh, liberal school board members were recalled. So it's really become uh, national news and also this issue of the education and the school board, how important it is and how people trying to just either either, uh, replace replace those um, liberal school board members or try to just uh, flip them. It's becoming a really, really wide, concerned
0: issue. How about you? What do you think? Yeah, that's exactly how I feel about that. Uh, let, let me just tell you a story that was told by the, um, how to say, <clears throat> I'm sorry. Candace um, Owens, I don't know whether you know her. She's a, a, a black lady, young lady, and a very smart and a very, very good host. Okay, as a media professional, I can tell that how good she is. She said back then in the 1960s, all right, in the 1960s, and uh, women were taught, young, young mom were taught that the success of the women does not mean that it's a, it's a great family, great kids. No, the success of the women is defined, uh, defined by the same standard of men. A woman can only be successful if she climbed the corporate ladder and become you know high executives of a big company. So that really allure a lot of women to do that. As they do that, as they did that, right? They, they, how, how, how do they take care of the kids? The government said, "Leave the kids to the ex- experts." Le- the school said. School district said, "Leave the kids to the expert." Government said, "Leave the kids to the Department, department of Education." That's what many, many moms did. <coughs> I'm sorry. So ended up, they don't know what they did with their kids. Okay, in these days, I heard enough examples of the mother went to the, his son's high school library and check out those, uh, found those pornography books. For kindergarten, one uh, first grader, second grader, there was such, um, you know, pictures or photos that should not see at their age. Naked people, you know. And then little kids were taught by, you know, this, you know, in, in this kind of biology, little worms, okay, which can turn into
1: male, different male.
0: yeah, different gender to say <clears throat> any moment by chance. Implying a, 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 okay, a message that a man can be a, you know, can be a girl or boy, however they want. It's just very normal. This is really changing the people, okay. Uh, change the minds of people when they are very in- innocent all right so change their character and then this beyond there there's other things like uh, <clears throat> um, like the racism of of course teaching them america was so bad america was full of evil even there's one um one, one speaker at the CPAC talking about like uh, how they teach in high, high school the free market capitalism Versus the socialism economy, e- 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 economics, and the fascist economy, e- economists. So basically, just compare them by point and account of each system. And the speaker was saying that that's just nonsense. There's no other economic e- e- economics that works. Okay, there's no fascist economics and socialist e- economics that works. What has been working in the last 200 years is the free market economics. Uh, so basically, they compare this with, you know, those legitimate and illegitimate legitimate economic system. They just compare that like there's no evil, okay? So that just unconsciously is just teaching people, teaching kids to learn the wrong thing, draw the wrong conclusion. Mm-hmm. So in the last two years, uh, due to the pandemic, mothers start to find out what, you know, what the heck my kids is learning. So they went to school districts. just for that example, one mom and her name is uh, <clears throat> uh, Stacy Lofton, and uh, she's from Virginia. And she found this pornography book in the library of, of, his, of her son. So she bring this to the school district board. They were very mad. Not because, not mad at their pornography book at the kids library. They are mad because she bring this to the their attention. They don't like that but as stacy said no this is the Virginia law Virginia law still doesn't allow this so i'm gonna raise this and uh, i'm gonna raise this without the uh, hesitation but you can tell that what's happening to the school board and uh <clears throat> and uh, pompeo mike pompeo gave his speech today and one thing one little thing that i remember very vividly he, he said i've been traveling all over the country i've been persuading or showing parents who did not even know what's the time of holding a school board meeting and uh, for such parent to um to run for school school board uh, school board commissioner so that that's the change has been happening all, all across the nation quite amazing mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah so that's how um actually i interviewed a, a president of a, an organization this organization, they actually they started to uh, be to aware of the curricular problems actually decade at at least a decade ago. So uh, it's called uh, Proclaiming Justice to the Nations. They are basically initially they are really concerned about the anti-Semitism.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, and uh, what happened was uh, one of the uh, person who brought you know who triggered the funding of their organization was a mom he had a, she had a kid who's always been school homeschooling okay until like a second grade mm-hmm. then the young boy the boy just went to public school and after a little while the boy one day the boy came back home and was crying saying who really should be the you know the who can make the decision of uh, the jerusalem mm-hmm. and then the mom just say do you remember what the Bible said? And the young boy said, yes, I do. But uh, can you tell me who really, you know, can be the decision making Mm -hmm. of that? So the mom was immediately alerted and saying, what, you know, what this my boy was learning at school? So she checked out his uh, textbook. And then out of her surprise, was like uh, everything was teaching was about anti-Semitism. But then uh, Laurie was the president of the organization I talked, I interviewed and she, she was aware of that. So a group of the moms, they went out, went ahead and check out all the textbooks. And the, the result they found out was like so surprising to them was that um, in her own words, like what their kids were talking about was. Um, were taught about was Mm anti-American and uh, their conclusion was if our their kids go through this this education the kids would turn out to be an Mm anti-American and uh, she even explained to me like uh, what like uh, she said do you Mm -hmm. want to know how they talk about China right and the one-child policy what this textbook was talking about the textbook was saying Chinese, in China, the Chinese government's one-child policy was very supported by all the people because the people believe that such policy would be good for the economy and for the society, which was totally untrue. You know, we've heard so many cases that the we you know the family didn't wanted to abort uh, their children because especially in the villages in the farm for the farmers, they want at least one boy so they just keep having kids unless until they have a one boy. So anyhow so Lori explained to me how they just from this one case they found out there was a big problem with this curriculum with the textbooks and she revealed to me, uh, really what's behind this textbook was uh, with this uh, publishing company. Well, for the sake of time, you know, I think I just stop here about uh, the story for this uh, organization. But what they are doing right now, uh, what they end up with was they just um, flipped all six board members, school board members, because the school board members just won't give up on the textbooks. Mm-hmm. The moms warned them, if you vote for the textbooks, we will take you down. Mm -hmm. And they did. So now this organization is just going around the country to teach parents how to flip school board members.
0: Yeah. So we'll be be bringing you the the interview of of this organization someday. and, And also at the CPAC, one of the fastest growing grassroots organizations called the Moms for America, and which we'll be, uh, be talking to an interview tomorrow. So th- this is some really fundamental change happened at the grassroots level, at the local level, okay, school district or across the nation. So that change is something very no- noteworthy. Okay.
1: Yeah. And uh, just like uh, the, you know, Laurie, the president of the organization said, she said, um, the school board is really the the like the last front mm-hmm. to defend our kids, to defend our future. So um, and also it's really nonpartisan because just like what happened in San Francisco's school board recall, you know, no matter how liberal Um, people might be. But when, just like uh, uh, Senator Mark Rubio said in his speech today, he said, uh, all over the country, there may be people who uh, don't agree with you, because the audience are mostly conservative, on how high the tax rate should be, how many, how much uh, government regulation should be. And uh, they may never really vote in the same way that you voted in the presidential race. But... People are all angry right now, and they get rid of the school board members because they are after their kids, and they are getting rid of the local government officials because they are after their business. And he said, if you are after people's freedom, then people will get rid of the federal officials. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and also I want to add something to um, about uh, former Secretary of the State Mike Pompeo's speech today. Okay, there are three or four main points I want to bring to you. First has to do with uh, this uh, Russia invading Ukraine. And uh, Mike Pompeo said I was, you know, back then, how to say, like 40 years ago, I was stationed in Western Germany as an army lieutenant, uh, army captain against the Soviet Union. That's the, that's the last time that a US soldier, you know, face to face to the Soviet Union um, soldier. And then in the last four years, okay, so we never, we never bulge okay, we never uh, back up during the Trump administration. So what's the difference between the then time? How did we win the Cold War? Why didn't the Soviet Union were, you know, able to invade the Western Europe? And why we keep uh, putting at bay during the Trump administration, he said, because we use the same model, okay. That we use the same model. The model is we tell the world don't tread on America. Don't tread on America. Uh, basically, American first, don't mess up with us because we don't allow it. So he talked about um, Iran, okay, how America hit and killed the Suleimani, Man, the um, uh, Iranian Revolutionary Guard uh, general, and then talking about how they talk tough with the Jin uh Kim Jong Un, and got the U- three U.S. hostages out there without paying a penny to the dictator, and then talk about that uh, how they are firm with the CCP by just closing down the consulate uh, in Houston, and uh, after finding out that they are conducting a medical and managerial uh, a- um, how to say espionage, Espinage. espionage. So he said, when we close the Houston uh, consulate. You know the State Department, how they react—they really, really, really don't like it. He said, "I don't give a damn." Okay, I just, I just close it. So he said, basically, America, the world is need, need. the world needs good leadership, and uh, American, America today, short of resolve, allows such an in, in invasion to happen. So that's his comment. Also, the Southern California, Southern Dakota's governor. Okay, and uh, Christy, Christy no, also said this. He said, uh, she. Uh, she said, if after all this, if the Biden still, uh, still does not in- impose harsh sanction, then he said, uh, she said he should quit. Otherwise, because this kind of soft positioning will keep inviting um, more and more, how to say, invasion or inf- infringement will drag America into bigger war. So that, that's, that, that's the comment from both of them compare on and governor Nome on the you know U- Ukrainian um, situation
1: okay I think that brings us to the topic of the Russia invasion of Ukraine so I actually t- uh, interviewed uh, Trevor Loudon on this issue Trevor Loudon he is um, originally from New Zealand he's an author writer and a political activist and he had a lot of understanding of the Marxism, Communism, Socialism Uh, The expert on that. So, first of all, I just uh, asked, actually I um, interviewed him um, yesterday, and uh, so I asked him to comment on how does he view the situation right now of this invasion.
2: Well, I think what we have to face the reality is that russia and china the communist party of china are allies and their goal is world domination so the ukraine is not just to take the ukraine it is to change the balance of power in the world in favor of russia and china so if we they if we let them take the ukraine they will take the rest of eastern europe and they will dominate western europe meanwhile uh, Communist China will threaten India, will threaten Taiwan, will threaten the Philippines and they will change the balance of power in that region. So this, we've got to understand, this is coordinated. This happened just after the Beijing Olympics. Uh, Putin said, have your Olympics, we Will you enjoy your Olympics, show yourself off to the world, then we will invade the Ukraine and that's exactly what they have done. Putin was telling us for weeks he was not going to invade the Ukraine. Now he's telling us he will not occupy the Ukraine. What he will do is if if he's successful, he will install a puppet regime in the Ukraine. Then he will start working on the Baltic states. Uh, He'll start working on the um, Eastern European states. Or this may be, that's one scenario, or this may be a general... Prelude to an all-out attack by Russia, China, and Iran on several fronts, and I mean World War Three. Effectively, it could be that too. I'm just not quite sure how far they're going to push it right now.
1: So then I ask uh, Trevor Loudon, how does he sees uh, the United States government's, um, you know, the behavior in relates to the current situation?
2: Well, Biden. Basically, gave Putin the green light. He said he said there would be no he said there would be no military attack, no military intervention. He would just do financial um, sanctions. Well, they don't care about that. They used to living. They they used to economic hardship. What Putin wants is to re-establish the old Soviet Union. And so American atta- American sanctions mean nothing. So Biden basically said, we will not intervene militarily. So do what you want to do. And now he's doing it.
1: So then I asked Trevor Alden, what should have been done by the United States?
2: Well, what should have its probably too late now. But what should have happened is the United States and this would have happened under Trump. He would have got together with all of NATO and Europe and says, we will stand with Ukraine and move troops right up to the border and and face Putin down. Basically, so Putin would have known he is walking into a, uh, a united NATO effort, Germany, Britain, all of it. But what he's done is, is basically divided the Ukraine. The United States has had been very weak on this, too little, too late and and putin putin got the green light he knew that he was not going to face military um, any military um, offensive from the west if he did this and now he's doing it
1: okay then so um i asked him about uh, because of the invasion of ukraine people are actually starting to really worry about taiwan so how does trevor loudon uh, view that
2: Absolutely, so they should be. We've already had Chinese jets, communist Chinese jets, buzzing Taiwan airspace today. So, so there's, this, there's this myth out there that Russia and China are separate, they have separate interests, and we could even play one off against another. That is a myth. Russia and China have been economically, politically, and militarily linked to the Shanghai Cooperation Organization since 2001. They held the world's, the biggest military exercise in world history, Zaphod, in 2018 outside St. Petersburg. It was a joint Russian mili- Russian-Chinese military uh, maneuvers, the largest in world history. Russia and China are completely allied and their major enemy is the United States. We need to understand that, and we have a very weak president right now, unfortunately, who has worked for for the left wing interest. You know, during the eighties and seventies, he was the most one of the most left wing senators in the U.S. Senate. He was always going to Moscow for visits. He tried to stop Reagan when Reagan was fighting communism in Latin America. It was him, John Kerry, and Ted Kennedy were the three left-wing senators. So we've got a left-winger running the United States. We've got an actual communist Xi Jinping running China. And a secret covert communist Putin running Russia. This is not a healthy situation. Shanghai. Shanghai... cooperation organization. That is a military, political, economic alliance. Russia and China have been the leaders of that since 2001. So they have been in a military, political, economic alliance since 2001. But hardly anybody knows about this because the Western media never features it. Russia and China are allies. They have been allies for over 20 years. We're not going to play Russia off against China. We're not going to play China off against Russia. They are allies and they are working against Europe, the United States and every free country.
1: So, um, since uh, Trevor Laudan talk about, uh, he doesn't believe, he believes that uh, Chinese Communist Party as being an ally of Russia. So I asked him about uh, uh, President Trump's strategy on Russia because President Trump was trying to get Putin on the side of the US. So I asked um, Tra- Trevor Loudon, how does he view that?
2: Well, he, he reached out to Putin, but he also gave lots of weaponry to the Ukraine. Putin, you know, for all his talk about Russia collusion, Trump was the most hardcore anti-Putin president. He backed the Ukraine, he gave the Ukraine weapons. Look, that that's what a difference in election has made. We had four years of peace under Trump because Trump backed our allies, he was behind NATO, he was helping India, he was helping Japan, he was helping Australia, he was helping the Philippines against the Communist Party of China and he was helping our allies in Europe against Russia, and he was helping Israel against against um, Iran. Now we don't have Trump, now we have war possibly breaking out on three fronts. That's the difference a president makes, that's the difference an election makes. We've gone from peace to possible World War Three. And uh,
1: then, Coming back to the issue of Taiwan, I asked him about uh, then what United States should react towards uh, the possible threat against Taiwan.
2: I think we should morally support Taiwan as much as we can. I think India and Australia and Britain should join together to defend Taiwan. I think Japan should, should say to China, you attack Taiwan, you attack us. I think this can be made very clear to communist China, you leave Taiwan alone. That's got to come from the Philippines, that's got to come from India, that's got to come from Australia, that's got to come from Britain. Because they know that America is is just, may not be willing to do it.
1: So I asked Trevor Loudon, is this possible for this type of alliance to form?
2: I think it is a possibility. I think, you know, right now India is sort of reaching out to Russia. India was working with America against the Communist Party of China. Now they know they might have to make a separate peace. I am hoping they will come together. I know there are elements in India who would like to see that happen. It's just whether they prevail or not. We have to be unified. And um, we have to, this is a time we have to stand up. This is like before World War II. You know, we let this we let Germany take, you know, the Sudetenland in Czechoslovakia. We let them do this, we let them do that, we let them do that. Finally, it came to the crunch where we had to say no, and we got World War II out of it. Well, if we want to avoid World War III, we better stand up strong now. We better get unified now. I don't want World War III, but I will tell you what we're going to have it if we don't stand up.
1: So, how does uh, Trevor see this uh, Russia invasion going?
2: Well, I, I think they're serious. I think they are going. To, they already have assassination lists of people they want to kill. You know, leaders they want to kill when they take over the Ukraine. I think this will drive millions of refugees into Europe, which is going to create a lot of problems in itself. Into Poland and Germany, so that's going to be a big social problem. But um, yeah, I think that's serious. I, think, I don't think this is playing games. I think they intend to take the whole of the Ukraine, consolidate their power there, then they'll move on to the... The only question is, will they move on to the other states a little bit down the track, or will they just keep going? Will they just keep steamrolling right through Europe? I, yeah, and you've got a problem there with Germany, you know? Under Olaf Scholz, the new pr- 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 chancellor of Germany, he used to go to East Germany in the eighties. He was a pro communist radical back in the eighties. Now he's leading Germany and he's basically saying, we're not gonna defend the Ukraine. We're not gonna stand against Russia. So you have got a danger of Germany joining with Russia against the rest of Europe. Now, what a, that would be a difficult
1: one. Then, so what should United States do with the situation? <clears throat>
2: We've got to, that's why we've got to stand strong now so that germany stays on our side doesn't go to the other side if we don't defend the ukraine if we aren't strong here germany could go with russia and then if we think things are tough now that would be even worse
1: okay so that's trevor loudon uh, author speaker and uh, political uh, activist and uh, commentator mm-hmm yeah so
0: how do you think uh, his comments? yeah he's uh, he's a more I, I agree uh, with most of his point of view, but uh, in, in terms of the uh, the Euro- European situation, I think he's more pessimistic pessimistic than i than I am. Mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think indeed um, demonstrating weakness uh, by the us that's what invites uh, Putin to invade uh, U- Ukraine and that the next domino, <clears throat> how to say. Um, effect would be in Taiwan, because the um, communist China would be think right here now. Wow, we got such a weak U.S. government. If you want to take Taiwan, this might be the best opportunity.
1: Yeah, lots, A lot of people are thinking about whether the CCP
0: will, you know, invade yeah. Taiwan. So, so basically, uh my Maybe compa- our,
1: I don't think our audience don't know how our audience think. Let
0: us know. Yeah. So why are you, well, yeah. So, so why you type up your feedback, well, Kathy will you know read it and uh, and uh, read it back to you you, you folks. And uh, Mike Pompeo said this. Okay, he said uh, strength, because peace, and weakness because war. Cannot be more true than that. Okay, so what kind of feedback do you have, Kathy? Have um.
1: Yeah, Dr. Watson, saying that uh, Putin is doing a cleanup in Ukraine, or he would. Give no quarter to the people of Ukraine. He told them not to oppose him, and they would not be harmed. If he was doing a full invasion, he would not offer a way out for citizens. He would just uh, steamroller over the country. Yeah. Mm. And then he continued, said this would only become World War Three if the idiots in the White House do something stupid. No one will win if a war happens.
0: Wow. So, yeah, we're not seeing good a opportun- uh, good, good situation there, but um, still, let's, uh, let's keep the hope there. In Chinese world, there's uh, this this uh, idiom called wu uh, ji bifan. When things got bad enough, it will come back. Like so, uh,
1: the pendulum going yeah, back? Yeah, pendulum, pendulum, pendulum.
0: Swing swing to one extreme, it will come back. All right, so generally speaking, I, I think at, a, at a CPAC, I do see that, uh, that a lot of uh, upbeat spirit
1: yeah, actually, I interviewed quite a few candidates running for off offices, and including uh, like Chinese Americans. This one, it's an incredible woman. I will bring her interview to you, you know, uh, very soon. But uh, people are motivated, and I also talked to an Idaho state state assembly member. Mm-hmm. She used to be a stay-at-home mom, basically, have five kids. Four years ago, she was motivated to run for um, office, now she's going to run for re-election again. Mm -hmm. So I think this really demonstrates average Americans, just our fellow Americans, they are now really waking up and uh, doing on their part whatever they see fit.
0: Yeah. All right, so thank you for being with us tonight. And uh, so yeah, we're very glad that we, we can report for, you know to you from CPAC site and... Uh, yeah,
1: that wasn't asked, I replied in the message. Um, people wondering, are we off YouTube now? Uh, we are still on there. It's just that uh, because of the strike, we cannot do any live show or do any posting on the channel for one week. So it's been a couple of days. So we supposedly, they will automatically you know, give us access to do the show again, probably Absolutely. next uh, Wednesday or Thursday. Yeah. So please um, come on to our show at least for uh, Monday, still only on Chat, yeah. And Wednesday, we'll have to see.
0: Mm-hmm. And also leave us with your email, and we'll be notifying you as the situation uh, develops. Yeah, I'm very sorry that we just cannot. We just cannot post a message in the community. So it's like... Uh, You know they just freeze the 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 account freeze the the channel and leave us with your email address if you have not done so um so darren please post uh, yeah, yeah uh post the email um collection link there in the meantime there's also the dropbox uh donation and if you can help us out that'd be that'd be very appreciated all right so Stay with us.
1: Yeah, and to, we're being, you know, on this channel. We will all again just live stream the speeches from the Safe uh, from the CPAC tomorrow at the Eastern Time 7 p.m. President Trump is scheduled to do a speech. So, yeah, just uh, you, if you're interested, can just uh, watch our channel at that time. But we will stream the speech from the beginning of like around the eight nine mm-hmm. o'clock. Eastern time tomorrow okay all right
0: all right take care yeah thank you for still you know being here with us on a safe chat well, I know that we' lost uh, quite a few on the YouTube side uh, but you are, you are really the mo- our most cher- you know cherished uh, uh, viewers friends okay thank care. you good take night care. good night all right have a good weekend bye
1: bye
0: bye
1: bye